on track. The only thing matters is a win. That's it. However, whatever, whatever it takes. Let's go, man. Let's win on three. One, two, three. Win. Live. 319. In the entertainment capital of the world. Vikings blitz. Manning got it off the rare deep throw. And maybe that's why they don't do it. Intercepted by Xavier Rhodes. It's the T.C. Martin Show. They're not used to this damn heat. They're over there trying to set up damn pits over there on the sidelines. Hey, Mr. Ron. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. Okay, well, I ain't going to worry about you no more. 300 yards, four touchdowns. <laughs> It's so sweet when you walk off the field knowing you gave everything you got. Team win tonight. The doctor is now in. How you like me now? 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 In a very happy post-Super Bowl Monday, this is your T.C. Martin Show Monday Quarterback Edition for the last time this football season where we get to just analyze and look back and play Monday afternoon quarterback. Second guess. Oh, yeah, and there's plenty to do that. With Super Bowl 58, it is in the books. It was craziness, madness, jubilation, depending on which side you're on, and uh, especially the Legion Stadium yesterday. Uh, it was great to be there. We will talk about that. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house here on this Super Bowl post-Monday. Numchuck on the other side of the glass, giving it to you here for the next two hours of Super Bowl 58 recap. Right here, breaking it all down for you. Plus, uh, we'll hear from our guest today, the quarterback Jay Schrader will join us. All right, and uh, Chuck Esposito over at Red Rock our esteemed sportsbook director for the station casinos, and we'll get his thoughts. As we know, uh, Super Bowl 58 here in Las Vegas, uh, we've been talking about it for the past two-plus weeks, and it is finally in the books. It is over. We'll talk about it from a a football standpoint. Um, the second guessing begins. Talk about the game. We'll talk about the Las Vegas experience of it all leading up to it and uh, the way it was there yesterday inside Allegiant Stadium. And then, of course, the betting aspect where Chuck will join us today. And then, of course, Jay Cornegate, John Murray will join us a little bit later on in the week. And to recap, as all of those betting numbers are starting to come in now, but we knew it was going to be big. We knew that, uh, you know, you had the basically the two best teams, two great fan bases. And you got to believe that it definitely lived up to the hype. And then from a betting perspective, knowing that uh, you were going to have great two-sided action, wagering action, which you did. And uh, there were going to be some people crying today, some people ju- jubilation today. But in the end, for the sports books, got to believe that uh, it was a, a big-time money winner as well, too. When you had a three-point game, uh, you ended up having plenty of scoring there in the second half. And uh, we know the, the handle will be record-breaking when those numbers come out for the state of Nevada here coming up a little bit later in the week. All right, so Super Bowl success for Las Vegas and Kansas City, but not for the 49ers and not for those 49er backers uh, as well, Marco. Um, good game, crazy game, slow starting game, but uh, give me some thoughts, man, how you, how you spent your Super Bowl Sunday and how are you feeling? How was the stomach churning during those four hours? It seemed like four hours because it was long enough with the halftime show and the four-minute commercial breaks and everything else. 
Well, obviously, full disclosure for me, it wasn't a good uh, Super Bowl. Um, I was on San Francisco, and all of the props that I had played with a minute 50 left in the game, I was looking at a big day with my props because I had a bunch of unders uh, on Kansas City key players, Mahomes with the passing yards, uh, Kelsey with uh, receiving yards, and so forth. All went up in smoke when they got the football back one last time in regulation and went down the field uh, to tie the game. I've got there's there's so many different places to go with this game. Um, obviously, it was you know there were some miscues in the game. Both teams had good drives you know early on that ended in a turnover, so that was a wash. You know. The 49ers first uh, turnover and then Kansas City's when they were set up looked like they were going to take the go ahead touchdown early in the game. But the one that changed the momentum, if you want to say key points in the game, uh, you know, to me, there was probably two or three really key points. One was the punt, um, the muff punt where it hit uh, the defender. You know, at first, when you're watching it live, um, blaming the former Steeler, uh, Ray Ray, uh, you know, for going after that ball. But, you know, to his credit, he saw it Kareem off of, you know, a teammate's uh, leg and knew it was a live football and had to try to get on it. Why he chose to try to scoop it instead of just falling on it that's you know for another story but uh come down to the end the x factor which is patrick mahomes he led them to you know the tying uh, field goal and then of course the uh the winner in overtime and kicker came into play we missed an extra point in that game uh as well and uh which would have really made things interesting and i'd be curious to ask um when we talk to uh, Chuck Esposito later, would they have rather had that extra point and had it be a one-point San Francisco decision instead of KC winning outright? Because you would have had San Francisco winning and not covering, which would have changed the landscape dramatically uh, as far as the money line plays. Because I know there had to be a lot of money line money on Mahomes. Chiefs win 25-22 uh, overtime. And really, when you really break it down, this came down to everything that we had talked about. And you and I were, I know you were pretty much stuck on the 49ers from the beginning. I was going back and forth. And as I said, from a betting perspective, what are we doing going against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey? It's it's almost, you know, uh, sickening to think that, okay, you're going to do it for a third time. And I, I fell in, into that. Because I really thought you made a lot of good points on Friday's show. We're saying, you know, Kansas City had this path that was very, very fortunate. You know, you go back to the regular season, you know, finale against the Dolphins. You know, they were a mess defensively, missing six starters. You go to Buffalo, where Buffalo's missing four starters on the defense. And they go in there, they get the job done. They were trailing by four points at halftime. Kansas City, we know they are going to be trailing this game. Said it on Friday. I said it like they trailed by 10 against Philadelphia last Super Bowl. They trailed by 10 against San Francisco in 2020, last time these two teams met in the Super Bowl. And they're going to be trailing by 10 again in this one. And they did. Plain and simple. But the experience factor that the Chiefs that you have with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid. And I'm going to, you know, everyone talks about Mahomes and Reid, but I'm putting Kelsey in there as well, too, because Kelsey was basically shut out in the first half. And what did Patrick Mahomes do when he got untracked in the second half? He found Travis Kelsey. He found a security blanket, especially on big third down conversions. 
And then you got the Andy Reid factor again. They were calm. They were cool. And I don't know how you felt even when San Francisco had that 10-point lead you know, early, even when San Francisco came back to take the lead in the fourth quarter. You just never felt that that lead was going to be safe with Patrick Mahomes. And Mahomes was was fantastic. He was 34 for 46, 333 yards, two touchdowns. He did throw that uh, interception, which did not cost him. And we'll get into that, too, as well, too. He also led the Chiefs in rushing yesterday with 66 rushing yards. But really, you did have that Mahomes magic that led him to victory and got the job done in yesterday's game, which was a microcosm of those earlier games that we talked about in the playoffs, even the Baltimore game, where it's like, hey, you know, Baltimore defense is standing up. Kansas City Chiefs defense did what they had to do to to keep Mahomes and company, you know, close enough. And then if you keep it close enough to the end, and in this case the overtime, Mahomes, Kelsey, and Reed are going to get the job done. But uh, Mahomes' magic was there. It was a tale of two halves. We mentioned San Francisco jumped out of that 10 nothing lead. They outgained him 125-16 to in the first quarter. But then the second half, totally game-changer here. Kansas City had 298 yards of offense in the second half. Patrick Mahomes accounted for 266 of them. And Mahomes was not at his best for maybe the first three quarters. But, man, was he good in the fourth, and was he good in the overtime. Uh, Other factors kind of relate to that. We'll get into that as well, too. But you cannot take anything away from Mahomes, Reed, and Kelsey. No, you can't. Uh, you keep a team hanging around, hanging around. We talk about that all the time. And I said it in the first quarter with people who were at my house yesterday. You know, I don't feel comfortable. You have absolutely dominated the first half of this football game, and the scoreboard does not reflect that. And when you let a good team hang around, they're going to find a way to beat you. Here's my problem, and this is a problem that we questioned last week or two weeks ago in the AFC Championship game with John Harbaugh, why he got away from the run. You started the second half of that game on the 44-yard line of the Kansas City Chiefs when Mahomes made a rare mistake, okay? You get any kind of points out of that drive, it changes you know, the whole start to that second half. He comes out. In his past calling, nine of the first ten plays in the second half for the 49ers were pass plays. Why? You were dominating this team in the first half with your ground game, mixing the run in with the pass. You've got the best running back you know, in your backfield with Christian McCaffrey. You come out and throw on first down. Okay, so they throw on first down. It's an incomplete pass. Then whenever they go for the second down, they get a a penalty, moves them back five more yards. So now you're looking at second and 15, and that dictated the rest of that drive. They got nothing. But the next two times they got the football, they did the same thing. They come out throwing the football. Why in the world do you do that? And to me, that that was, as I said, there's like three key parts to this game. That was the second one. Uh, you had the momentum, and you, you let Kansas City off the hook. They were at the 44-yard line. You get 10 yards in that drive. You've got you've got an easy field goal. Yeah, yeah, no, and that was it, and that was the difference in the game. There's several differences in the game, but that was one of them. You get the interception, like you said, in Kansas City territory at the 44, and you're guaranteed points, and you get nothing out of that. 
you have a pretty incomplete pass on first down. Okay, second down, you got the penalty. So now you're you're behind the chains. Now now you're at second and fifteen, and now you're you're you know back at the forty nine at midfield. Then you got third and fifteen. Uh, and Purdy scrambles, can't find anybody, and then you ended up punting. So you actually ended up going backwards, you know, in that possession, and that kills you. Where on the flip side, when the 49ers made the mistakes with their costly two turnovers, okay, the McCaffrey fumble, and like you said, the Pacheco fumble, it kind of canceled out. But when you have a botched punt deep in your own territory by Ray Ray McLeod, all right, and I'm not going to put the total blame on him because, again, it went off a defender's foot. <laughs> now, that can't happen ever. It certainly can't happen in the playoffs. Definitely should not ever happen in a Super Bowl because you have two weeks to prepare for every aspect of it. And I thought the 49ers were, when they came out in this game, that they were showing great attention to detail. You notice Purdy was spot on pretty much the entire game. He wasn't forcing the issue. He made simple passes, didn't throw a whole bunch downfield. And and I thought, wow, this is a meticulous game plan here. They are on point. And they were thoroughly dominating, you know, this game through three quarters pretty much because they were, you know, really had that attention to detail. And then when you have that happen where you know, ball goes off the defender's foot. And then, like you said, instead of McLeod just jumping on it, you know, trying to scoop it up. All right. Then Kansas City gets a touchdown off of that. They get their points off of 49ers mistakes. Here's what people don't realize, too, in this game. Now, the 40, the, the Kansas City Chiefs had nine drives in this game without a touchdown. They were not marching up and down the field here. Okay, they were had these long drives, these 12 and 13 play drives, and they had to settle for field goals. When McLeod muffs that, Kansas City has a one-play drive for a touchdown. That's the only touchdown in regulation. The only touchdown they got was a 10-yard touchdown pass that they had at the San Francisco 10 for one play because of the turnover. So for people to think that they were getting gashed, San Francisco's defense stood up yesterday. They stood up big time. And I'll say this too, that if you had the 49ers yesterday, you had some unfortunate luck with that. Then you lose Trey Greenlaw, tears his Achilles running onto the field, not during a play. And then you lose... Brown and your other defensive back in the second half, you're playing that second half without three starters and your defense is still standing up. If those three injuries don't happen, I firmly believe that the 49ers win. If the 49ers take care of the football, they win. And that's not conjecture or speculation. That's the facts. Nine Kansas City drives without a touchdown. They were resulted in punts, turnovers, or field goals in a one-play drive before they got their only touchdown, which was a gift touchdown. Yeah, and like you said, isn't that even more reason when you lose three starters on defense that you want to keep your offense, your best defense, yes. is a good offense? Yes. 
Keep your because your defense was on the field a lot. Yeah, twenty three plays for those two drives at the end of. And then all of regulation. a sudden, the last drive of regulation for the 49ers, where they take the ball over with five and change. Right. What do they do? They threw a pass on first down, but then it was run, run, and run. They were, they were, cause they. And don't forget the false start. Okay. And they only got bailed out because of a defensive holding, the only defensive holding call in the entire game right. where they were getting ready to punt on third and 15 and they got bailed out, which extended that drive. Yeah, it, to get the if field they goal. get the th- if they convert the third down after the two minute warning, yeah. if they convert that third down, the game's over because they're able to run it down to next to nothing and kick the field goal. And you know, for me, that was a double edged sword because, as I told you, you know, I had a lot of props and I waited till Sunday, like I said, I would do with those all of the under props, and they were tied to Kelsey and Mahomes. If they don't get that football back. For the final drive of regulation, where they went the length of the field to get the field goal and, and tie it up, I win all of those props. Kelsey had, as you said, nothing at that point. Okay, I was way under on Mahomes' yardage for the game, and that all went up in smoke because of that last drive. You never want to give the ball back to Kansas City with time on the clock. We know what he's done, you know, in the past. Ask the Buffalo Bills about thirteen second drive, uh, you know, in a playoff game. But it, the play call on third down. Why do you go open empty backfield? You know what Kansas City's going to come with. You know the defensive coordinator, Spagnola, he's going to dial up the pressure on a third and five, you know, to get off the field. You got to leave somebody in the backfield to, to help protect Brock. They didn't. And it comes in, and of all guys that broke through clean, the best defensive player there comes untouched. Well, he was unblocked. Yeah. yeah. That, that was a mistake on the defense, on the offensive line. A to- total mistake. And how can that happen at, yeah. at that point in time? But, you mentioned the missed extra point, and, and I have said over and over, Jake Moody. Okay, shaky Jake makes me sick. Robbie Gold is still a San Francisco 49er. <laughs> this doesn't happen. Doesn't happen, all right? And the 49ers probably win a couple more games when they have Robbie Gold. But you know how I feel about Jake Moody, and people are going, well, he hit a 53-yarder, okay? Well, good for him, okay? But here's the game. The two plays, ball game for Kansas City, which we talked about. The muff punt, where you get the one play touchdown, the only touchdown during regulation, and then you find yourself, if you're San Francisco, down now, okay? For the first time, the Chiefs take that lead for the first time, and then the 49ers come back, and they answer. They answer the bell, and they get the touchdown pass All right, to, to Jennings. And San Francisco is ready to be up 17-13 with one Kansas City drive left in the game. All right. They take over 506 remaining. They go, they get the touchdown. And what happens? Moody comes and misses the extra point. It was blocked, but that was 100 percent on Moody because he never got the ball off the ground. Anybody could have blocked that. Numchuck could have blocked that. All five foot four of himself. No, you're a little taller. I'm kidding. I'm, yeah. I know. I'm just kidding. All right. 17 13, 16 13 is a world of difference. And now it just opens the door for Mahomes to go down and get that field goal. So, firm believer, okay? You don't know for a fact, but when Kansas City has that final drive going down, 
Okay, they have the ball inside the 10-yard line, but now they're faced with a fourth down. Okay, fourth, and they're going to go for it. They may make it, they may not make it, but the bottom line is the mindset is totally different. When that happened, I said it is going to come back to haunt the San Francisco 49ers, either for the tie or if the or if the Chiefs get a touchdown there, then the Niners have to come back. They'll be down by four, and then they'll come back and you know, they're gonna, they'll need a touchdown. But as it all played out, you know that extra point was everything in this ball game and should never happen in a Super Bowl. I agree with you, and I'll disagree on one thing because we don't know how the rest of the game would have played out with Kansas City having the mindset knowing they have to get a touchdown rather than a field goal. It was different when but you're that, There's only one drive. There's still one yeah, drive but, left, but it's still and it played out it, the way it, it did. It played out, but they, as you said, they were inside the ten yard line. They they could have uh, still they won. May, they, they may have gone for it. Right. They still well. They would have gone. Well, for they it. would have oh, to. Yeah. 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 So we don't know, but. Everything else would would have been the same. They marched right down the field because they needed to get a score. I mean, they weren't really conservative on that drive because you got to remember. I mean, they they were they used their timeouts. Uh, they were hurrying up to get down there, and they were trying to score the touchdown. And if they had one more down, it's either make or break at that point in time. Yeah. But you're feeling pretty good if you're. Up by four, if you're San Francisco, you're feeling pretty good. There's a to- world you know, difference. But you, you're, yeah, you're not settling. Okay, well, I got this thing in the back pocket. Well, okay, now now it's field goal. Back, That's out of the equation. Back up for a second. Yeah. I was more concerned when he kicked the 53-yarder because at the junction that they were in that game, if he missed that field goal, that long field goal, you're giving Kansas City a short field to go down. That was that was yeah. a big pressure kick. Yeah. So, yes, he did miss the extra point and you know, because the game went to overtime, everybody's going to point to that. But you've got to give him credit. That was the biggest kick of his career, the 53-yarder, at the time of the game when he kicked it. Yeah, but it guess was- what, Marco? That's what he's supposed to do. Okay, They got rid of Robbie Gold for this guy from Michigan, a rookie who has no business being on on this team. None. It was a cost-cutting move, and they felt he has a bigger leg. But look how many... Extra points and field goals this clown has missed all year long. I've talked about it all year long that that he is one of the worst kickers and the youngest kicker in the entire NFL. Him and uh, the Green Bay kicker. Right. All right, Carlson, the younger Carlson, Andreas Carlson, the two youngest kickers, you know, and I believe could be the only two rookies starting in the NFL. And this guy hits a 53-yarder. You're supposed to. Harrison Butker hit a 57-yarder in perfect, pristine conditions. So, yes, you're supposed to make those kicks. You're going to make those kicks. When you miss an extra point, then you don't get it off the ground. In the most important time here in your next-to-last drive, you, you've, you've got to hit that. So I'm not saying, oh, well, give the guy credit. because No, he gets no credit. He gets, he gets blame. He gets blamed because you are supposed to make that kick. You're supposed to make all kicks. Every player and coach will tell you he's a kicker. He's supposed to make everything. I mean, if it's a 62, 65 yarder, you got, you got wind to deal with this and that. You're talking about an extra point to put your team up by four and pretty much seal the deal. At least give your, your team that comfort level. Oh, now Mahomes has to go down and get a touchdown. Now it's Mahomes, and now that all they need is a field goal is that security blanket. Yeah, that's – I'm sorry. He gets no pass for me just because he hit a 53-yarder. Yeah, I, I can't argue with you. I, 
I just I'm not going to put the total blame on him. You know, it's I still got to go back to Shanahan in the play calling where, you know, if if they run the football earlier in the second half the way they should have, there's not time left at the end of the game for Mahomes to get the ball again. That's that game. You know, it, it ends on their drive with the field goal. Yeah. You know, it, it's just one of those. Now, well, if you're going to do that, then you've got to give Shanahan credit for going for it on fourth and four. And Purdy made that beautiful out route pass to the sideline, which I, was fantastic. That that was that was gutsy. That was ball. I wasn't a fan of the call, even though they they converted right? it. I wasn't a fan of the call. Yeah. I was. I didn't want to see that when they did that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but that. Oh, and back to Robbie Gold. Do you know what Robbie Gold did in the postseason for his entire career? Twenty nine for twenty nine on field goals. What's it? Thirty nine of thirty nine for his extra range, points. Though now, uh, the like inside fifty five and in, no problem. Okay. I mean, look at his last year in San Francisco. You are inside pristine conditions. Now, maybe Usher might have messed up the field a little bit at that point in time, <laughs> right? But didn't seem to. To mess with Butker's 57-yarder, right? <sighs> no, I'm not buying this, you know, that Robbie Gold. And, and I, I just can't put yeah. I just can't put that loss strictly on Moody. I I, I don't. There, there's it's not play. strictly. There are two plays in this yeah. game that cost the 49ers. And Ray Ray McLeod, your former Pittsburgh Steeler, your boy from Clemson. All right. And goofball, Jakey Shaky Moody from Michigan. All right. There it is. Are you going to give Shanahan any credit in this debacle? Credit? Yeah, for for you know his play calling. Come on. Uh, no, he deserves some. He deserves some. But again, it's not as blatant. I I don't think as you know people want to rake him over the coals for that. Again, I you know I, I'm not going to sit there and say that that he you know totally blew you know. The, you know, the, the play calling. I'm not going to say totally. No, I mean, where there's some questionable plays, but not Urshay, not Dan Campbell-esque. You know, I mean, they had the game in their hand. If it wasn't for those two plays, I mean, think of what, what Kansas City does with, you know, after, after that miss and then after the, uh, the muff scored their only touchdown regulation after the muff. From the 10-yard line. And then, yeah, Moody's got to make that. It's a whole different world at 17-13. Yeah, maybe Mahomes comes back. But, again, we had a fourth down where they were forced to kick a 29-yard field goal. I want to see fourth down in goal from from the eight. I, I want to see that. I, w- I want to see that play and see what happens. Yeah. Could be. I, w- what's the percentage? 50-50? It's a different outcome? It comes down to that one play of the whole game. And a lot more pressure having to get a touchdown to win or go home instead of the security blanket. Okay, bring Butker out. I don't know. So, yeah, a, a lot. Um, then the overtime, of course, you know, that that's a big question mark. But uh, let's hear how the, the final play sounded, all right, because we go into the overtime. The 49ers win the coin toss, and they take the ball, which I think that, Probably every coach does. Remember, there's the new rules, and a lot of people were not aware of the new rules, including Kyle Shanahan, it sounded like, and 49er players were not. Okay, remember, this all goes back to the 2021 playoff game, that 2021 playoff season, with the Chiefs and the Bills. And the fans 
made this rule change. When it was 42-36, they said, we want to see Buffalo get the ball. They didn't get the ball in overtime. What a shootout we had with Mahomes and Josh Allen. And Josh Allen never got the ball. And the NFL got together and they said, wow, can you imagine what those ratings would have been like if we would have, you know, if, you know, we kept playing or each team got the ball. So they made the change. And this was the first game, all right, that the NFL, in the history of the NFL, where this came into play. Because before, it was like the regular season rules. Well, if you go back, you know, it was, it was sudden death. All right. It was just regular sudden death prior to 2017, where the first team that, that, that scored one and that's it. Or, you know, you, you play for ever until, you know, until we have a winner. But, uh, with this, it was now each team will possess the ball at least once unless it's a defensive touchdown or a safety. And there were plenty of 49ers that admittedly said, well, we know the rules. We thought it was regular season. And I can tell you, there were people in the press box all up and down. They thought the game was over. San Francisco scores a touchdown. The game is over because that is the regular season rule. And that was the re, the, the rule before, but that's not the case. So yeah, Shanahan's going to come after a lot of fire because he elected to uh, take the ball instead of defer. So I, I know you got some thoughts on this. And I'll just say this. I think probably every coach would still take the ball because their mindset is, is that way. It's not like the, the opening kickoff. It's not like that. Oh, we're going to defer to the second half. It's because I think he did it because his defense was gashed because they, they're on the field for 23 plays in those last two drives. And let's go ahead and try to get down there. Now, as it worked out, I mean, Kansas City ended up getting the ball down three at their own 25-yard line. So even if you got a punt or something like that, they probably get the ball at the 25 or maybe a little deeper. But as we saw in that first possession for the Niners, they're on the verge of giving Kansas City the ball in great field position because it was third and 15. It was going to be fourth and 15, but then they had the penalty to take care of that. So I know a lot of second-guessing after the fact that people are saying that, well, you know, they should have deferred in this way, let Kansas City have. But if you give Kansas City the ball, you know that Mahomes is going to score a touchdown, right? Or at least get a, you know, get a field goal. But the way they were starting to move without their three defenders and their defense being dog tired, I, I, I don't blame him for taking the football. You go down, you score the touchdown, they bog down inside the 10 yard line. They drove it all the way down the field. So I'm not going to get on too much for that. I'll, again, agree with you about the tiredness of the defense and that they just came off the field from a long drive. I will give them a little bit of a pass for that. But the other factor I'm going to put in, I'm sorry, and I know when we discussed before we went on the air, you said, you have nothing to base this on because this is the first time it happened. Right. It is true. But what you do have to base on is you will know what you have to do. And considering the other quarterback that's on the other side of the field is Patrick Mahomes, I want to know what he did. Because if I have to score the touchdown, I've got four downs. I'm going to be go, go, go. There's no decision. By taking the ball first, you get exactly what you had. It's a fourth down. Do I kick the field goal? Do I go for it? No, you you have to kick the field goal. You got to put points on the board in overtime because you don't want to, you know, not come away with anything there. And then Mahomes only needs a field goal to beat you. I put Kansas City on the field first. Let me let me throw this at you though. Do you take into consideration? Now think about this. You've got Brock Purdy. 
Okay. You basically have a youngster here who's never been in this predicament and you put that kind of pressure on him. How much confidence do you have if you're Brock Purdy and you're down seven? And now I know it's on him and, and he, you know, he's got to go to win the game. I like the idea of, okay, it's our turn. We've got the ball and you've got some leeway to play with here. And the Niners move the ball all the way down. I, you know, Mahomes, you're right. It's Mahomes. Okay. It's like, you know, you, you, he's Mr. Clutch. Purdy, I don't think Purdy, if you put Purdy in that situation, more odds are going against you for San Francisco that he's going to mess something up and he's going to panic. If you're going to have that mindset at the start of overtime, you shouldn't have been there. Well, we got that mindset with him all year long. Well, and, and we got that in the postseason as well, too, in the Super Bowl. And that's why I said they started off. Really well, but see how conservative the game plan was? Hitting Dinkin and Doink and, and building his confidence. So, you know, that's all I'm saying. You can't compare uh, Mahomes to Purdy. I, you know, maybe he does respond that way, but, man, I just saw some shaky moments of, of him as the game progressed. There were moments he had, you know, he missed the touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. There's no question, you know, he hits uh, – I forget who he had open. Uh, uh, Jennings, was yeah. it? Or Ayuk. Somebody, yeah, yeah, it was wide open. He over, he overthrew for the touchdown. Yeah, Uh, yeah, but did he have a bad game overall? No. Did was Brock Purdy the reason they lost the game? No. But no, he's not. You're right. He's not. He he played very very well. Because I told you my only concern was, and I made the reference several times during the course of the week uh, when we talked about all the shows. It is second year quarterback in the Super Bowl, and I, you know, and I go back to Dan Marino. You know how that turned out. He did not have a Dan Marino day. Okay. He, you know, he didn't set the world on fire, but he didn't lose that game. And I think if they stayed in the running game, and that's why he was successful early on is because Kansas City was caught between are we stopping the run or we stopping the pass? You know, I, I just for the life of me cannot understand nine of your first 10 plays when you're a running football team. And that is the one weak link on Kansas City that you come out in the second half. I get maybe trying. That first down when they took the uh, interception and started the third quarter, your first possession at the 44-yard line. We've seen teams do that where they take the try to take a shot right after the turnover. But this isn't that team this year, okay? And he didn't go play it. Why don't you do it off a of play action? Why don't you fake a run up the middle to McCaffrey and then hit somebody uh, if you want to throw on first down? I That is my bigger problem, but... You know, I'm old school. I like to know what I need to do. And to me, if I know that I have to get it done with four downs instead of three downs and make a decision because I have that rookie quarterback, I see what you're saying. You're not a rookie second year quarterback, but I see what you're saying with the added pressure. But wouldn't you want to know? And here's the thing, too, to the point about running the football. I mean, it's not like McCaffrey was gashing them with the run. I mean, there, there were several, you know, uh, no gains, but that's McCaffrey. Two, two yards rushes. I mean, he averaged three point six yesterday, right? He had twenty two carries for for eighty yards, and I think what they were trying to do with Shanahan was trying to do was like, okay, they know it's coming, 
I mean, you know, you can take that mindset, okay, we're going to run right at Chris Jones, but that's dangerous. I mean, Kansas City's got a great run defense. I think they're trying to catch them off guard and mix it up a little bit. But I was saying the same thing here. It's like, you got McCaffrey. It's just like when, you know, they needed it. Okay. Toss sweep. Okay. Good for four. Good for five. Good for six. Keep pounding. Keep, I was saying that up in the press box. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Just go down and, and, and score that touchdown. And they were doing it. Then they got away from it. Then they had a penalty, set it back a little bit. Okay. So here, yeah. One last thing, right. 22, as you said, 22 carries. Yeah. You didn't hear the national broadcast because you were in the, the press box. Tony Rowan has said when they, in the meetings when they talked to Kyle Shanahan, he said they want to get him the ball 30 times. Well, they did they, you know, with his with receptions. That, with the, yeah. yeah, but that's including an overtime. They should have got him – and it wears the defense out. You're, you know, you keep all those runs that maybe are only yeah. one and two yards with McCaffrey. He's the bell cow, right? Yeah. yeah. You got to go. All right. We come back. Jay Schrader is going to join us. We will talk to him and get his thoughts on the quarterback playing more. It is a Super Bowl 58 recap. Who needs an enema when you can tune in to the Dr. T.C. Martin? All right, continuing on here on our Monday quarterback edition of Super Bowl 58. Let's talk to the quarterback and get his thoughts. Our good friend, Jay Schrader, who joined us last week at uh, Radio Road, normally joins us at the Westgate on Fridays. Jay, what's going on, brother? Not much. How are you guys today? We're good, man. We're good. All right. So uh, I know that uh, you were watching it very, very closely yesterday. Let's get right into it here. And uh, let's start... You know, with the quarterback play, uh, we talked a lot about, you know, Mahomes magic. We certainly saw that. And we were a little concerned about Brock Purdy. Hey, Brock Purdy did enough for the 49ers to win that game yesterday. Actually played very, very clean for the most part, except maybe having a, a few balls batted down too many. But uh, I'm curious, your take, when you looked at Mahomes and specifically what Purdy did, what were your thoughts? Well, Mahomes did what, you know, we thought he would do. He did performed at the end of the game, right? I mean, somehow the Mahomes-Andy Reid combination, you give them the ball at the end of the game with the bat, with the game on the line, they do pretty darn well, and they've proven it over and over. Uh, I thought Brock Purdy played well. I don't think they gave him a chance to really make big plays. I think they were pretty conservative in their offensive scheme. I don't think they put a lot on Brock Purdy, and I think it hurt him in the long run. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great point. I had mentioned that I thought that the you know, especially with the opening drive or the few opening drives San Francisco had, that you know, you know, uh, Shanahan was going to let him go out there and, and try to make some plays, but they were the short dink and dunk variety, or they they were safe patterns, and he he was he was spot on, especially in that first half. And obviously, it seemed to build his confidence, and he played pretty well. And I'll say that I don't believe that Brock Purdy lost him this game. There are other factors, you know, that we we know that lost the 49ers the game. But, uh, you know, for me, Brock Purdy, you know, did himself, uh, you know, some good justice yesterday and did not cost the 49ers. His numbers were, were good, 23 for 38, 255 yards, did not turn the ball over, and uh, he did have one touchdown. But, uh, you know, there were some instances there where I looked and I go, man, there's, there's another batted ball down, and I thought that that stalled some drives. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the case. And we had talked last week. I thought they needed to move the pocket a little bit, and they just didn't do that. I mean, the only time he moved the pocket was when he scrambled. And I thought, 
you know, with the pass rush, and I knew the we talked about the blitz from Spagnola, you know, what he likes to do. And I, you got to move your quarterback. You can't keep him back there, and I think that hurt him in the long run. Talk a little about uh, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan from, from that perspective. Well, I think, you know, I think Kyle got pretty conservative. There wasn't any um, real deep shots. You know, they had the one trick play that they scored on uh, and everything, but I don't think he actually gave Brock Purdy a chance to go out and be dynamic and, and make the plays. You know, where where was Debo Samuel? Where where was he all game? Right? I mean, everything was, you know, like you talked about, was dink and dunk and, and get the ball out. I don't think they took enough shots to to try to get the Chiefs on their heels. Mm-hmm. Chase Schrader joins us uh, talking about yesterday's game with the uh, the Chiefs winning in overtime yesterday. So give me a, an overall synopsis here. As you saw this game unfold, where San Francisco jumps out to the, the early lead, uh, you just had to feel that, okay, it was just a matter of time before Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey kind of take over, didn't you? Yeah, you knew they were going to make a run. I mean, they always do. Andy's, Andy Reid's so good at you know, dissecting what the other team is doing to them, make those adjustments, make those calls, uh, and everything else. You knew they were going to make a run, uh, to come back. Um, I was just, I was shocked that the 49er offense, I don't think the 49er offense gave themselves really an opportunity to go win the game. Jay, you had in the start of the third quarter, you couldn't have had the better start whenever they got the interception and started the 44-yard line for the 49ers. And so often teams will take a shot on that first play after a turnover, you know, try to put a dagger in it. But nine of the first ten plays in the second half were running plays. Why do you get away yep. from that if you're, you know, Shanahan, and we talked about it when we were on Radio Row this week, you know, John Harbaugh, same thing. They, they went away from the run. Are they concerned yep. about, you know, that Kansas City has been so good with halftime, you know, adjustments that they come out trying to be cute and do the opposite of what you're expecting to have? You know, I that is, that's the age-old question, right, Marco? How do you respond? Because when you watch Christian McCaffrey run, you were like, dude, give him the ball every play, right? I mean, the guy was running his guts out, and, you know, there was sometimes where there were five, six guys trying to bring him down and all that, and, I'm, and they just didn't do it. I just don't know. Uh, I don't know what the reasoning was. Everybody's got their reasoning. You know, as a play caller, you get into some some root routines and you get into that rut where you're just calling these short dink and dunks and you know they they did get the turnover and they got absolutely nothing out of it and i think that was the turning point in the game because i think kansas city was like all right let's go you know they we made a mistake and they didn't get anything out of it let's go get it back jay we've talked about this aspect uh many times before as well how do you feel about those kickers especially a kicker that misses an extra point in the super bowl yeah, yeah, listen, I was I was watching I was watching the game and man they blocked that thing and it was a low kick, you know, he hit it in the middle of his foot and it was a low kick and it got blocked and I told everybody there I said that point's going to come back and haunt them. I mean, it's those little those little PATs, you know, you think hey, it's not a big deal and the next thing you know, you're down 3 and the guys can kick a field goal from, you know, 60 yards the other guy and he drilled it right and 
now you're battling your your guts out instead of being up one you're you're in a tie ball game and the other team's got the momentum all right jay schrader joins us uh we go to the overtime period there now first time that the nfl has instituted this rule where each team gets a chance to possess the ball we're hearing that the 49er players maybe even the coaches staff were not aware of the new rule they were thinking like okay we go down we we get the toss we score the touchdown game is over like it's been in the past like it's been in the regular season and uh you know there's a this is dangerous you know school of thought it's like okay do we take the ball like we normally would for overtime or do you defer and risk that you know Patrick Mahomes goes right down the field especially when you've had a defense that's pretty tired and been gashed uh, there at the end of regulation, 23 plays in those last two drives, the Niners' defense was on the field. So I want your take on this, and especially from the from the coach's perspective, but also the perspective of the quarterback as well, too. Now, if you do give Kansas City the ball, and you know more than likely Mahomes is going to score, whether it's going to be a field goal, whether it's going to be a touchdown, and you still got that young quarterback for the Niners and Brock Purdy, immense pressure would be on him to have the ball second. Give me your thought process. What do you think maybe should have taken place, or did Shanahan make the right call? I think he made the right call. You take the football, and you always want to put pressure on the other team. Okay, And they did that. They kicked the field goal, right? I mean, they converted a fourth down, right? I mean, <laughs> you, you make the other team go for it. You make the other team have to make plays. Uh, unfortunately, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid drew up plays and made them. Um, that's all you can ask for. I mean, you go down. I agree. I think if you give Patrick Mahomes the ball first, they had all the momentum. If they go down and score, now you're really – you put your young quarterback in a tough spot, you know, because now does he force a ball, you know, trying to make a play instead of just going down and making the run at it? Hey, the new overtime rules was go down, score – Try to hold the other team, worst-case scenario, hold them to a field goal and continue to play, right, for as long as you can. But, unfortunately, the they couldn't hold them, and the Chiefs scored the touchdown. You know, you've been in that celebration, you know, winning the Super Bowl. You know what it's like, and you probably really don't know what it's like on the other side, right? I mean, you know, you're losing it. But, unfortunately, for some of these 49ers, they've gotten a taste of this not only losing Super Bowls, but then losing to Philadelphia last year when they f- felt that, okay, sure, you know, we lost our quarterback due to injury, but that ugly feeling, the way the season ends again, and now Kyle Shanahan, like we talked about all last week, a guy that you know pretty well, uh, he's starting to get a reputation here now and starting to get in that company of Marv Levy and some of these other coaches where he's now lost three Super Bowls, two as a head coach, and then one as an offensive coordinator and one of the biggest gaffes, you know, when, you know, uh, they lost, uh, you know, the Falcons lost to, to the Patriots. Uh, give me some thoughts about the losing side of that locker room and Kyle Shanahan and what this guy's going through right now. Well, it, it stinks to lose. I mean, you get you get that far, you work so hard, it it stinks to lose. I I remember the guys going, "Hey, look, look, there's nothing worse than losing the last game that you get to play." And I mean, that, the veterans drilled that in when we were playing and everything else. As far as Kyle Shanahan, let's pump the brakes, okay? Because if if you recall, there was a guy by the name of Andy Reid that couldn't get win the Super Bowl either, right? Right, 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 right. I mean, it it's not easy. It's not easy, and uh, you know, Kyle's a good coach. There's no question about it. 
And they, they got a good football team and, you know, Lord willing, they stay healthy. They'll be in the run again, you know, the next few years. Jay, possibly that doing the play calling that they started the second half with possibly could be an over, you know, trying to overthink what, remember, the New England game, they blew the big lead in the Super Bowl. Right. They lose the 10-point lead to Kansas City in 2020. Maybe he wanted to come out and say, you know, I'm not going to sit on this lead. I'm going to go ahead and attack. But that's not what you're built to do. You're supposed to go methodically down the field and stay with the yard and distance. You want your quarterback in good position if you are trying to protect Brock Purdy. I just... I, I am baffled at that, but it was a great game. Me and you disagree on the overtime, and TC smiling because you agreed with him. I thought I thought Kansas they should have deferred. I I would rather know what I need to do and give my rookie quarterback. Oh. I I get the pressure, but I'd rather have him have a mulligan, knowing that hey, we got four downs instead of three if we have to score a touchdown. Yeah, that's coming from a guy that's never put his hands underneath another man's butt. <laughs> that's right. I can in honestly that, say I've never in, done that. <laughs> in, 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 in that in that situation, going, you know, hey, you, you you hired the guy, you put him out there as your number one quarterback, and uh, you know, he's gotten you to this point. I think they did everything right. Um, look, what we've talked about San Francisco's defense all year, right? And their front four and everything else, they just didn't get it done. Kansas City beat them when it came time to beat them. And you know what you do? You tip your cap and you go, we got to get better. You know, and you got to say, though, too, you know, Jay, not to make any excuses, but, you know, the 49ers are playing without three starters in that second half. You know, the Greenlaw injury yeah. was, was, was just uh, tragic, uh, torn ACL, yeah. running on the field. Uh, but then you lose, you know, two of your, 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 your best, you know, cover guys as well, too. And again, you're on that field a long time. There, especially in that fourth yep. quarter as well, too. So yeah, you know, you you want to try to go down and 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 stick that ball in the end zone and then and, and play for there. But I got to believe, man, if if the 49ers don't have those injuries, we're talking about a different outcome. And I'll say it again, you know, if it wasn't for the muff punt, I mean, that was the only touchdown Kansas City got. Yep. Of the nine drives in regulation, that's the only touchdown they had, and it was a one-play touchdown drive. So the 49er defense yeah. was rock solid. Right. They, they did their job. Yeah, yeah. And then you add injury to that in the second half, and you got a muff punt, and you got a kicker who, who gets, it, you know, gets it four feet off the ground. Right. Come on, man. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, you talk about a muff punt, and everybody thinks, you know, oh, the guy dropped the punt. You know, you're talking about a freak thing, the right. ball going off a guy's foot, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just that stuff happens every now and then. And uh, it was unfortunate that he didn't pick it up, but you're right. Kansas City scored. They took advantage. Here again, you, you got a team that has been around. They know what they're doing. You know, they've been to these Super Bowls. They're like, hey, we got a shot. Um, we talked about the play calling before when San Francisco got the interception and they didn't take a shot. What's the difference? Kansas City took a shot, first play, they scored. Let me ask you guys this one. So, as we know, midseason, we're shaking our head about the Kansas City Chiefs. Where's the offense? What's up with this team? They're underdogs. They're on the road in these playoff games, right? And they lose to, uh, they, they defeat Buffalo, defeat Baltimore, and then they, again, same thing, come from behind fashion, and they defeat San Francisco. And all the talk about, you know, the dynasty and all that sort of thing here. I don't. 
this doesn't seem like this team, I'm not saying they got lucky, but when you look at it, I mean, they're always playing from behind. They overcome, you know, some mistakes. They get some fortunate situations, some fortunate breaks here. Where where do you rank this year's team, Jay, as far as greatest overall teams? Well, I don't know if you put them up there with greatest overall teams, but I put them up there with a team with a lot of moxie because they did have to battle from behind. They weren't playing their best football. But what did they do? They found a way to win games. Um, I'll take I'll take a team like that, you know, anytime because, hey, look, it's tough to play. It's even tougher to play from behind, and they continue to do it and continue to shine and end up on the right side. So you got to give them credit. You got to give those guys credit, and I give Andy Reid a lot of credit for how the, how he handled the whole thing. No doubt. All right, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, phenomenal, uh, especially in crunch time. Just not in yesterday's game, but uh, during the course of these playoffs as yeah. well. All right, my friend, uh, we'll let you go. We appreciate the time uh, as always, and uh, let's go. Let's uh, let's get you back in the swing of things. We can start talking some basketball and some baseball around the corner. Yeah, basketball, baseball is coming up. You know, we got we got things to talk about, so we got to get back into it. Look forward to it. You guys, see, he's just not a quarterback. This is a multi-sport guy. My guy, Jay Schrader, no question about it. All right, brother, be good. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, bud. All right, there he is. All right. There it is, uh, Jay Schrader, the former Super Bowl winning quarterback for Washington back in the day. Uh Again, always uh, great having him on here. So we'll give him a little bit of a break with a lot of our football guys here as uh, we head into the offseason. But uh, the Super Bowl ends here in Las Vegas. The Kansas City Chiefs champions again, 25-22. Wild, crazy game. When we come back, we'll talk about were we really looking at maybe having a great game the way this thing started? It started off slow. There's some reasons for that. And then the way it ended up was fantastic. We'll talk halftime show. We'll talk commercials, even though I didn't get a chance to see any of them. Because as we know, normally, this is a day usually that we are, especially in hour number two, we're grading the commercials. So I didn't get a chance to see any because I was at the game. So I'm, I'm leaning on Numchuck and Marco here to get the taste of that. All right, we've got that and a whole lot more. Chuck Esposito will join us from Red Rock, from Station Casinos. We'll get his take on the overall betting handle, winners and losers at the Sportsbook when we continue on with the Super Bowl 58 edition.